Before we get into all of that, I want to take a little bit of time, a little bit of time, as I tend to go long, and talk a little bit about prayer. Now, first of all, prayer is a huge subject. It's a massive subject. We could go on and on about prayer. There are thousands and thousands of books on prayer. Just type in prayer in Amazon, and it's, it just goes on and on for pages and pages. Thousands of books on prayer. At some point, it's on my heart to do a series on prayer here in Church at Five, maybe next, early next year. But today, I'm going to really crush this idea down into something really small. And so the question is, why is there so many books on prayer? Why devote an entire service to prayer? And I believe because prayer is the most important part of our relationship with God. It's the most important part. And one part of this, of why it's so important, even goes beyond Christianity into our very humanity. Because I believe prayer is built into us. If we look at all of the monotheistic religions, they all center a lot of what they do around prayer, praying several times a day. Even the Buddhists, though, who don't believe in one deity, one God, will use prayer wheels in an attempt to kind of fling prayers into the atmosphere, into the universe, in hopes that the spiritual and the natural will be united. So there's this Still this calling, this longing for a unification. And even the Hindus who pray to many gods have this ultimate goal to be united to the supreme being. My point is that I believe we as human beings are created by God with a deep inherent need and desire to pray. We're created with this inherent desire and need to pray because we have it built into us We have a built-in desire to be connected to our creator. It's this hole that's within us that we're always seeking to fill. We try sometimes as humans to fill it in different ways, but ultimately we can only find this satisfaction through communion, communion and connection with our creator. But even in this life, it's never fully satisfied. A healthy and full prayer life is cultivated over a lifetime. But it only reaches its full bloom, its full potential, when we exist in the perfect, everlasting presence of our Father through Jesus Christ, when we are with him face to face for eternity. And I think David demonstrates this really well in Psalm 27.4. He says, One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Now, of course, we know if we read through the Psalms, that's not the only thing that David ever prayed for. It's not the only thing that he ever seeked in his life. He sought other things, but I believe this is the deep longing that is a rudimentary part of the human condition to long to seek after our creator, to long to seek after God and connection with him. We want this. We want to seek God, to know him better and better. And to me, that is the ultimate root 
and the driving force of Christian prayer life is to know God better. Every day we pray to know God better, and that's what connects to every other aspect of our lives. But what is prayer? Prayer is something really indescribable, isn't it? Its depths are endless. Because to describe anything is to reduce it to its simplest elements. If I was to describe to you a car as something, a vehicle that transports people from one place to another, it doesn't seem to really do it justice, does it? If you've ever been in a car, you know that there is more to it than that. And there's a big difference between a Toyota Corolla, which is what I drive, and a Rolls Royce. To define it, my point is that to define it so simply is to lose the greater image of its variety, of its uniqueness, of its beauty. How much more with prayer? Simply defined, if we brought it down to this, prayer is the communion between Creator God and His children in all its depths, in all its beauty, in all its complexities. Prayer is a cry for help in a time of need. Prayer is experiencing the greatness and beauty of God our Father in moments of awe and wonderment. Prayer is a conversation with God where we both speak but also listen Prayer is deep personal reflection where we find our faults and our shortcomings are revealed to us. I want to read, I debated on this because of the time, but I'm going to read this to you. I really like this in the idea of self-reflection and prayer. And this is from Flannery O'Connor. And she had a large book, a journal of prayers that you can read for yourself. But this is one entry. And this is someone who had a deep, rich prayer life. If you read through her prayers, and yet this is one of her prayers. Dear God, I cannot love thee the way I want to. You are the slim crescent of a moon that I see, and myself is the earth's shadow that keeps me from seeing all the moon. What I am afraid of, dear God, is that my self-shadow will grow so large that it blocks the whole moon, and that I will judge myself by the shadow that is nothing. I do not know you, God, because I am in the way. The point is, through all of her prayer journals, is cultivating a life centered around prayer. Seeing yourself removed and coming to God open. Seeing yourself small and Him great. Resting in Him. In connection with an almighty God. And the point is that the prayer life of the Christian is the key to everything, every aspect of our lives. So how then do we pray? I only want to leave you with two things that I find very important to remember, especially in this day and age, that we can tend to push to the side. 
the number one is that we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray in the name of Jesus. 1 Timothy 2.5 For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus. Jesus is our way in. Jesus is our way to the Father. And there is no other way except through him. And so when we pray, we pray in the name of Jesus. Not in our own name, not out of our own desires or needs or wants or worries or fears. We pray first and foremost in the name of Jesus Christ. Because then we can come to him boldly, the Bible says. We can boldly come to God, boldly go into the throne room because of the blood of Jesus Christ. So no matter what it is, if we're praying a prayer of petition where we're asking God for help to work, his, his, to work something out in a situation we're facing, to come and to rescue us from a situation, we know that Jesus says, whatever you ask in my name, it will be given to you. We ask in his name. But I encourage you to remember that beyond what you're calling on from God, but also when you're calling to him in prayers of thanksgiving, where we're thanking God for what he has done. We can do this in the name of Jesus Christ boldly. When we pray prayers of adoration, where we're praising God for his greatness, just standing in awe of him, when we're remembering all that he's created and all that he's done, and sometimes even without words, We can be in awe of who God is. We can do this in the name of Jesus Christ. It is only through Jesus Christ that we can come to the Father. And the second thing I'll leave you with before we dive in, start to get there, that prayer is more than a feeling. It's more than just how we feel. It's more than just the experience. That's the part that's the most tangible to us, the thing that connects with us, but it's more than that. 1 Corinthians 14, 15. Paul says this, what am I to do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will pray with my mind also. I will sing praise with my spirit, but I will sing praise with my mind also. We don't want to lose sight of the connection between our spirit and the connection of feeling and emotion and the experience of God and the knowledge of understanding him with our mind better they go hand in hand they go together in short the easiest way to do this is to bring god's word as much as we can into everything we pray and everything we sing when we're praying and singing scripture we're praying and singing with our spirit and our mind we want to feel the presence of the lord and that's my hope That tonight through this prayer service, I hope you're ready. I hope you're excited. I hope you're expecting to experience God. I hope you're expecting to experience something, to feel God's presence in a tangible way. I hope that everybody that comes today does leave having experienced something with God. But I also hope that you leave today knowing God better, that you know him better. We never want to separate our mind from our experience. And that's my encouragement for you today as we come into this time of prayer. And as we prepare for that, that portion of the service, so one more thing I want to leave with you because we have a few stations today. So we've got these things hanging over here, these cards hanging. We've got the cross. And uh, I want to just leave you with this idea that God's word, when God speaks something, 
His words and his actions are one. That's really hard to kind of grasp. God cannot separate himself from his words. If God speaks something, it happens. It can't not happen if God speaks it. His words and his actions are together. We, on the other hand, it's, it's not so much. Our words and our actions often don't go hand in hand. They often can vary from one another. And so the idea behind the stations is that we want to pray to God. We want to surrender things to the Lord today. We want to be thankful for things that God has done. We want to remember his promises that he's given us. But we also want to act on that so that it goes beyond ourselves, that it goes beyond our mind, but becomes an action, becomes something that we do. And so with that in mind, I'll explain the stations as Giannis, you can come up and get ready. So first is the cross. It's a place to kneel. It's a place to come and kneel before the Lord. Not that this particular cross has any significance in itself, but there's an action behind it where I'm saying, Lord, I don't want to just think in my head that I want to give you this today, but I want to actually act on it. And there's papers where you can write things down. And I want to encourage you, whether it's a, a sentence or a word or a statement, if you have something you brought with you today that you're like, I, I've been holding on to this too long, I'm ready to get rid of it, take an action and go over during our time of worship and just lay it down. Do something beyond that, you, something you haven't maybe done yet. If it's fear or doubt or anxiety, anger or lust, unforgiveness, worries about your job or money or success, give them all to the Lord. And this is a way to physically act on something that we are praying to the Lord. And the other thing is the wall. And the wall, there's a lot of blank cards there. And the idea is, if you have something that you're thankful for and you want to proclaim that, God, I'm thankful that you did this in my life. I'm thankful that you brought me through this in my life. And you want to write it down to proclaim it. That's an opportunity to do that. You can grab, there's pens over there. You can grab a paper and write down something you're thankful to God for. And also promises. Maybe God gives you a word today. Maybe something for this church or this city. Whatever it might be. This is an opportunity to share that and also for yourself to act on something you're praying and believing. And also during our time of worship right now, Sam and I will be over here. If you need prayer for anything specific, you say, hey, I've been struggling with this thing for a long time. I really would like to be prayed for. Then you can also come up and we'd be happy to pray with you. So we're going to do that right now. Feel free. Move around and Let God's presence speak to you. Come expecting. Lay yourself down before him. Worship him. Pray to him. And if you need, use these as a way to act on what maybe God is calling you to do this evening. And after that, after this time, we'll come into small groups. We'll pray together specifically for the church. And then in closing the service, we'll end with communion together. So I invite you now. Stand, sit, but enter into God's presence. I believe he wants to speak to you today. And be expecting.
believe that God God's doing something here. I feel that he's wanting to help us to reach these places where we can break through things we've been struggling with for long periods of time. to take some time to come together I want you to grab somebody close to you even if you don't know them it only takes a second to ask someone's name come together with someone near you and let's continue this time of prayer and I would say to start if you have something that you need to go in deeper and you need a little prayer support that maybe God has been dealing with you in this time be bold and bring that to those people and say, can you pray for me for this? And beyond that, we want to take time to pray for the church, to pray for this service, to pray for Calvary Chapel, to pray for what God is calling us to do here in this city. For those of you who might have come in late, we're having a prayer service this evening. And so I want to encourage you right now, everyone stand up. I know that sometimes it's like, oh, I don't know, what? They're making us do things in church. This is, this is what church is. We're not the, you're not the person in that chair and then there's this person in that chair. We are the church. We are the community. In the early church in Acts, it says they were all, they were always gathered together. There was, they were, there were one family. So I want to encourage you to be bold. Grab the people next to you. Get into small groups, three, five, and pray for one another and pray for the community of this church and what God is calling us to do. So I want to encourage you to do that right now. Go for it. Be bold. As we say amen, send these prayers heavenward. That we would know that the words that have been spoken now together in fellowship have not been empty words spoken into the ether. But they're words that are heard in the, in the streets of the eternal city, in the, the very throne room of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And to the gift of faith, I pray that you would add joy. A joy that comes from being uh, overwhelmed at the privilege that we have to speak to you face to face, to, to come into your presence, to address you as our Father, to do, address you as Jesus Christ, our friend. Holy Spirit, our comforter. And to joy, I ask that you would add confidence. Confidence that we can trust in your promises. Trust in your word. That you hear our prayers. 
and that you're not slow to answer. I want to just pray now for us as a community here. I want to pray that we are first and foremost characterized, Lord, by a desire for your glory, your honor. That we would live here for our time in Freiburg, for our time in this church, in this community, for however long you've placed us here. That we'd live here for your glory, to make your name great here in this city and in the nations. That through our lives, through our witness, both individually and as a church, through our actions, through our words, we would always show you to be more precious, more beautiful, more worthwhile than anything else. People would see the vision, the goal of our lives is you yourself. You're not a means to certain ends here on earth, but you are you yourself are our goal, are our vision. That in the gospel you yourself give yourself to us. Lord, I pray for your assistance that we would reach people here. Each one of us individually and also together as a fellowship with the good news, news of great joy for all the people, the good news of the gospel, that you've not written off this world, but that you have, in fact, so loved the world that you sent your one and only Son, that whoever believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. Lord, we pray for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit, that you would help us in the task that you've given us to make disciples who follow you, who live according to your command, who live according to your word, who are focused on you, take their cue from you, the master. In ourselves, there is no strength and no good thing. We need your grace and we need the power that comes from on high. Let me pray, Lord, that as we tarry here this evening, you would give us the gift of your Holy Spirit as we pursue you in discipleship and desire to help each other grow in discipleship. Lord, we pray that you'd increase our love for each other. Thank you that we're not alone on this journey. We thank you that as we come to know and follow you, we are automatically added to the body of Christ, the church of the living God. We pray that you would strengthen our fellowship and our love for one another here. Again, as a testimony to the world, to the city outside, that by your love for one another shall all men know that you are my disciples, you said, Lord Jesus. So strengthen our love for one another here. And through the love and the encouragement we draw from each other, through the gift of the Holy Spirit in following you, we pray that you would send us out into the world to love, to serve this city and the world that so desperately needs to hear from you. All that's been prayed now, I pray that it would come together, that we as a church, as a church leadership, would have wisdom to listen 
hear what you're saying, to hear where you're directing us, where you're purposing us. And for each of us individually as well, you would make it clear what you would have us do for this time that we're here in Freiburg. I just want to finish now. Blessed are you, Lord God. How sweet are your words to the taste, sweeter than honey to the mouth. How precious are your commands for our life, more than the finest gold in our hands. How marvelous is your will for the world. Unending is your love for the nations. Our voices shall sing of your promises. Our lips shall declare your praise forever and ever. Now may the God of all healing and forgiveness draw us to himself, cleanse us from all our sins, that we may behold the glory of his Son, the Word made flesh, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.